everybody, and welcome to our Thursday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I am Dan Lobby, and I'm joined today by Mary Kay Cabot. Mary Kay, how are you? I'm doing great, Dan. How you doing? Doing well, and also joined by Doug Maurice today. Doug, it's been a little while. How are you? Thanks for having me back. I'm lovely. <laughs> Doug missed out on our month of 20 questions podcasts, so uh, you, you, you missed a good time there, Doug. Um, all right, let's get to it. The NFL Top 100 list has... Uh, has not fully come out as of this recording. So just so everyone knows, we're actually recording this before the top 10 comes out, but we do know the top 10 names on the list. And spoiler alert, I'm going to guess Patrick Mahomes probably ends up number one. You guys can all dunk on me if for some reason that's not how it happens uh, when the list comes out. Uh, But, uh, you know, the Browns this year, sort of as the theme of this year, it's been a very humbling offseason for this football team. And and a number of their players still made the list, uh, but they're kind of low. And then also sort of along the themes of this offseason, there's still high hopes for what this team can accomplish in this new scheme, with this new coaching staff, in this new offense specifically, because we're going to talk mostly offensive players. Of course, we're going to talk about one very highly paid defensive player too. So we're going to play a little game. Uh, as, as Doug called it before we came on, it's a little Price is Right style game. I need like the Bob Barker long microphone. We're going to do higher or lower. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at some of the Browns players on the list and one who didn't make the list. And we're going to guess next year at this time, going into the 2021 season, assuming we have a full NFL season to work off of this year, will these players be higher or lower than some of the players they're behind on this list? So I say we just, I say we start big. I say we go Baker Mayfield right off the bat. Baker is not on the top 100 list. That is not a surprise. But there's two quarterbacks that I'm targeting here that I wonder what you guys think. And I I think it's very interesting. And we're going to start within the division, the big name, the reigning MVP. At this time next year when this list comes out, is Baker Mayfield higher or lower than Lamar Jackson? Mary Kay, what do you think? Wow, that's a really good one to start with. (laughs) And and that is a tough call because, uh, you know, even though Lamar really came along last year with being able to throw the ball, and I know he's really working on the deep ball this year, you know, we still just don't know what he is over time as a passer, really. Uh, So, you know, you just have to wonder, you know, what is the league going to catch up to him or whatnot? Uh, But I'm still going to say higher, uh, that Lamar Jackson will still finish higher than Baker Mayfield on this list next year. Okay. So, just so we get, we can get some uniform answers here. So we're saying Baker Mayfield will be lower than Lamar Jackson. Oh, <laughs> so, I'm sorry. So, so we so we don't confuse everybody. Doug, what do you think? Yeah, I don't I don't think Lamar is going anywhere. Uh, I am not expecting a Lamar regression, and and not to throw off um, what we're doing here, Dan, Uh-oh. but. But can Baker pass Josh Allen first? <laughs> can he pass Josh Allen, who is 87th on the list? That is the first mountain to climb. Be higher than Josh Allen. And then we can figure out Lamar. I, I think, you know, again, this list in particular, Lamar has established a reputation in the league. I think, I think the players who are voting on this, they respect what Lamar Jackson does. And I think it might, even if Baker is awesome this year, it might take more than a year for him to gain that level of respect. So, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of quarterbacks on this list ahead of Baker Mayfield, but I would expect, yeah, it's still going to be 
uh, Lamar Jackson will be higher. Baker Mayfield will be lower a year from now. Well, li- listen, it's, it's go big or go home here with this game. We're not talking Josh Allen, number 80 on the list. We're, talking, we're going after the, the big guns here. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't zag here. I've, I've got to say that Baker's going to remain lower than Lamar Jackson, especially because, you know, we, we've still, there's still so much unknown about Baker Mayfield. Was everything last year just a result of, of everything was just a mess around him, and now he's going to look more like he did in 2018? I still think there's too many unknowns with Baker, and I think Lamar's still going to be really, really good. He's still in an offense that suits him. He's still got Greg Roman as his offensive coordinator. We saw him get better as a thrower last year, and that tells you this is a guy that's going to put in that time to get better uh, this year as well. So I, I think for Baker Mayfield to pass Lamar, one, he has to be great. And there's a world where Baker Mayfield is, like, okay, and we still feel good about him. But he's got to be great to pass Lamar. And I think Lamar's got to take a, a pretty significant step back. So even if there's some regression there, I still think Lamar ends up uh, higher than Baker. So I'm going lower on this as well. Uh, with all this higher lower, we're going to confuse all our listeners. Mary, do <laughs> you have something to say before I throw out the next, uh, the next I, thing? Doug, I I like you were going to say something too. You know, it's just so unfortunate that Baker had to have this kind of an offseason heading into such an important season for him. We just don't know. I mean, you know, maybe he would have been able to develop some great timing and rhythm with Jarvis and Odell, and maybe he would have really worked on that footwork and he would have got gotten, you know, his mojo down in this brand new offense. And unfortunately for him, he's not getting that opportunity. And I will just say there's, there's just so many fascinating comparisons for Baker around the league because he just has connections to different guys. Three other quarterbacks on this list, not to get us off topic, but quickly. <laughs> Kyler Murray's number 90. If Baker could be ahead of Kyler Murray, two Oklahoma guys who were number one picks. Josh Allen's 87. Kirk Cousins is 58. Kevin Stefanski to Stefanski quarterbacks. So to me, if a year from now Baker's in the top 100, that's good. If he's in the top 50, that's great. That's great. If Baker Mayfield is viewed by his peers as one of the best 50 players in the NFL a year from now, that means I think he was unbelievable in 2020. And then he can get guys like Deshaun Watson and, and Lamar Jackson in the sights. Can I, well, you, you just mentioned another name I want to throw out there. Deshaun Watson, because I think he's a guy, look, Lamar Jackson is lofty, reigning MVP. I love Deshaun Watson. I loved him at Clemson. I love him as an NFL quarterback. I'm just going to say I I still think Baker's going to be lower here. But there's some things happening with Deshaun Watson right now. He lost DeAndre Hopkins. I think there's still questions about that that organization as a whole uh, that, that could undermine his success and how good he can actually be. Uh, they did shore up that offensive line a little bit, trading for Laramie Tunsil, paying him. Uh, but I guess if we're going to pick a lofty aspiration for Baker Mayfield, maybe Deshaun Watson's a guy you say, well, you know, if Baker's great and Deshaun Watson takes a step back, maybe there's an argument to be made there. I'm not going to make it. I still think it's lower. Uh, but I'm wondering if either of you can make the argument for higher. You know, I can't go there right now. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not – there yet at this point. I still think that uh, I think Deshaun will take a step up this year. Uh, you know, the longer that you're, you know, in a situation with some stability with a team, uh, the, the better you're going to be. So I, I think that, that he will improve. I still think he's got a chip on his shoulder and, you know, a lot that, that he wants to show the NFL. 
And uh, I, I just don't think that Baker will make that climb just yet. And I think you make a good point that it feels like Baker might have more going for him than Deshaun Watson right now. Deshaun Watson still has to play for Bill O'Brien. And people are very excited about Kevin Stefanski. You know, Baker's still got Odell and Jarvis. And as you said, Deshaun Watson just lost his top target. So, I mean, I do think those things are going to factor into this. But, again, I think all of us, we, a lot of people really like Deshaun Watson. I think there's more out there for Deshaun Watson. So, I, I think a year from now it'll, it'll, still be, um, it'll still be Deshaun. Let's make Bills fans angry. Let's go with what, the name that Doug threw out there, Josh Allen. I'll go. I'll go higher. I, I think he'll, I, I think he's got a chance to pass Josh Allen. I, I, I'm curious if we've seen. You know, Josh Allen has, has found a nice space in Buffalo. There's still the, some of the flaws that we saw in his college tape, but Buffalo seems, you know, will you know they've given him Stephon Diggs. Uh, they're, they're rolling with him, uh, but I think I, I don't know. I, I feel like if if we're unless Josh Allen takes a huge leap this year, which it could happen. I think if we're talking about Baker Mayfield lower than Josh Allen again, we might have a problem. Yeah, this one had to be very painful for you, Doug, to see Josh oh. Allen. <laughs> that had to be so painful. But, uh, you know, he does have a lot going for him this year, including the fact that he is, uh, you know, he's still with Brian Dayball. And, uh, again, as you mentioned, he's got Stefan Diggs. So he's got some uh, – there's some reason to believe that he will climb up that list a little bit. But I was actually thinking about this earlier today. I still don't really have a great answer to the question. Can you significantly improve your accuracy after you're in the NFL? I, I still think that you can. I don't think it happens a lot. Uh, but I think that that will be the key for him if he can suddenly somehow – become a more accurate quarterback. But I, I think that Baker can surpass him this year. I think Baker will be higher than Josh Allen a year from now. And I, I think they're both still very young, obviously in the same draft class. Um, I think Josh Allen has shown more of his upside so far than Baker has, right? That I think Josh Allen is already as a young quarterback is maybe getting to the point where it's like, this is Josh Allen. He can throw it through a building. He also might throw it in the stands. He can run people over. I don't know if you're going to trust him in a playoff game. And Baker, I think that, you know, we all think that wasn't the real Baker last year. So it's like, okay, Baker has, has room to improve maybe more than Josh Allen does. So I do think Baker will be ahead of Josh Allen a year from now. And also the good news for Baker, I just would like to point out, Carson Wentz not on the top 100 list. So that's at least another Browns person that we can't throw out there of like, uh, hey, another quarterback that's better than Baker. Last one, Patrick Mahomes. No, not, not right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk running backs. Nick Chubb comes in at number thirty-six on the list. Uh, I mean, let's just start here. Derrick Henry. Like I said, we're recording this before the final list comes out. Derrick Henry is going to be in the top ten, um, which I guess is a little surprising considering how running backs are valued. But again, these are these are players that are that are voting on this, so they they view things a little bit differently. Uh, Nick Chubb probably should have won the rushing title last year. It didn't happen. Derrick Henry stole it from him on the last day. Uh, this time, a year from now, higher or lower for Nick Chubb against Derrick Henry? Uh, I'll start. I, I say that Derrick Henry will still be higher on the list than Nick Chubb next year. And the reason, one of the reasons why I say that is because we're not entirely certain yet uh, if Kareem, how Kareem Hunt is going to factor into the equation. I mean, are they going to give the ball to, to Kareem and let him run it 
a ton? Are they going to let him run it some? I mean, we just don't really know how that's going to play out yet. And therefore, I just think that they have to divvy up the pie a little bit more uh, with the Cleveland Browns. I mean, I still think that Nick is a tremendous runner, and I think he's going to have a great, great season in this offense. I still say Derek will finish higher. I think a lot of these players must have watched the playoffs last year, right? When their teams were out of it and they were like, oh, look, Derrick Henry, he's good. Um, clearly the players are not analytically minded. Because I think I saw someone, I think there's like only two offensive linemen in the top 60. And again, if you were having like the most valuable players in the NFL, Der- no running back would be in the top 10. So Derrick Henry's too high. Mary Kay makes a very good point. The stats, right? The stats with Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb were so close last year. Because of opportunity, Derrick Henry may have a, a, a greater gap in how, much, how many more rushing yards he has than Nick Chubb this year. I'm going to say Nick Chubb, though. I think, I think probably actually right now Nick Chubb is as good as Derrick Henry, and I, you could probably make an argument that he's better. Um, and I just think if the, Browns, if the Browns are winning, if the Browns are in the playoffs, if the Browns look good, if their offense looks functional, I think that will rub off on Nick Chubb, who so far has been, been doing his job at a very high level. I'm going uh, I'm going higher here. I think Nick Chubb ends up higher. I think he is made to run in this offense. I, I think he is going to surpass his rushing total from last year. I think he's – you know, I hate to guarantee he's going to lead the league in rushing because you never know if there's going to be some back out there that, that breaks out. But I think he's – you know, if I had to pick my, my rushing leader, I would pick Nick Chubb. Um, I, I think he is just made to run in this scheme, and, and he's going to have an absolutely enormous year. And I think Derrick Henry, this is a guy that – you know, he gets off to, I don't want to say slow starts, but he's a guy that really comes on late. Uh, and he had a huge second half last year. Um, so maybe if Nick Chubb can get off to a really strong start and put up those numbers early in the year and, and kind of be that rushing leader for a long time, that would get some folks' attention. If the Browns are winning, obviously that, that changes things as well. That, that was, Doug, I mean, I think you make a good point. You know, you see a guy on a team that's winning football games. I, I think that that sticks with, players and, and these guys peers a little more I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say higher though than Derrick Henry now this is a really interesting list though because it's also got Ezekiel Elliott at 24 and Saquon Barkley at 31 both ahead of Nick Chubb and I, I find those two interesting because I think when you look at Ezekiel Elliott as we don't even going back to his Ohio State days this guy's a three down back uh, you know he's a great blocker he can run he can catch a little bit Saquon Barkley is very much an all-around back, although his blocking is, is not very strong. That's an area of his game that he needs to improve. But this is a guy that had 2,028 scrimmage yards his rookie year. So he's got a, a little something there as well. Uh, but is Nick Chubb higher or lower than one or both of those guys at this time next year? Well, first of all, if he would talk a little bit more <laughs> – <laughs> he would probably climb up uh, the list a little bit higher, put himself out there, you know, be a little bit more of a, of a personality. So uh, because this particular list, obviously, that we're talking about is players voting for players. So, you know, if you if you have a tendency to see a guy out there, you know, anywhere, social media, whatever, he's in the forefront of your mind. And Nick is just so darn quiet. Uh, I, I think that he'll be. Higher than Zeke. What was Zeke? 30-something? 30, 30, let me pull up my list here. He was 31, I believe. Let me, uh, no, I'm sorry. Zeke was 24. Zeke uh, was Saquon 20. Barkley was 31. Okay. Um, I'm, let me say I predict he will leapfrog both of those guys 
and be higher up the list than they will be. I think Mary Kay makes very good points about sort of the, the perception of people. Um, I think maybe there's a year lag on this, right? That maybe like this came out and I don't know officially the balloting they do. Do they have a zoom call and have all the players on and vote? Is it secret ballot? How do they even get the, the votes from the players? I don't know, but maybe there are, NFL players looking at this list right now saying, oh man, Nick Chubb, he's pretty good. I think he's too low. We probably didn't realize we didn't vote for him enough because of these other things that you guys are talking about. He's not as flashy. He doesn't talk as much. He wasn't a first round pick. His team wasn't very good. And all those other things, maybe it just takes another year and Nick Chubb just keeps being Nick Chubb. And that's the thing. Everybody vote on this would vote to have Nick Chubb as a teammate. Wouldn't they? Doesn't every player on the Browns say Nick Chubb is the greatest teammate you could ever ask for? He keeps his mouth shut and does his job. So, okay, well, you want him on your team, but you're not. He'll pass both of them. I agree with Mary Kay. Uh, Zeke is Zeke probably had the quietest 1,357 rushing yards uh, last year. I just, for whatever reason, uh, I just, you know, that that didn't stick out to me. Um, but I've, I've, I've loved Zeke since he came in the league. Obviously, Ohio State fans. I uh, know what he can do, but I think Chubb is going to end up higher than them. And as an aside, uh, the Browns were, were tweeting out photos and videos of players arriving yesterday. And, and one of the videos was Sheldrick Redwine uh, tried to interview Nick Chubb as he was walking in and Nick Chubb didn't say a word to him. He just laughed. And I, I wanted to like quote tweet it and say every interview I've ever tried to have with Nick Chubb, <laughs> he is, he'll talk to the group. He's, he's actually really good when he talks to the group, but once he's done with the group, you're not walking up to his locker and talking to him. Of course, we're not walking up to anyone's locker and talking to him this year. Okay, let's uh, go to uh, let's go to the receivers. I want to save Miles Garrett for after the break. Let's go to the receivers. Uh, Odell Beckham, fifty-nine. Uh, so I, I wrote down Amari Cooper at, at number forty-nine. I've got Chris Godwin at thirty-eight, Mike Evans at thirty, and I'm going to pull up some more names on this list too. Uh, but Odell Beckham sitting at, let, let's pick up Mike Evans, uh, who's going to have Tom Brady throwing him the football at number 30. Odell is number 59. Next year, is he higher or lower than Mike Evans? Oh, that, that's a good one. That is a tough one. Uh, you know what? I, I'm going to venture and throw him a little bit higher. I, I don't know why. I just have a feeling that uh, – that Baker's really going to try to get him the ball more this year. And I think that actually will happen. Uh, I think he's going to be feeling better. And I, I think he's really determined to have a good season. Although for some reason this week, I keep, I keep having these weird feelings that like, what if he opts out of the oh season? <laughs> I don't know why I keep feeling that. I don't, I have no indication that will happen. I don't think it will happen. The Browns don't have any indication that will happen, but I don't know why I just, have that little gnawing thing in the back of my head. Um, so I, I guess think it would, I guess it would be lower in that, in that case. Yeah, he would be lower in that case. Uh, but I'm going to say higher. I'm going to I'm going to have him leapfrogging Mike Evans. Odell is probably too high right now, honestly. Right? I mean, he's he's on a list like this. I, I'm not saying he's a good. He's not a good player. But the last three years, he had 302 uh, receiving yards. He had. 1050 1052 and 1035 i mean based on like recent production uh, he's not the 59th best player in the nfl right now so 
he's living off his reputation, just like on a list like this, everybody lives off your reputation a little bit. We're saying Nick Chubb should be higher because he doesn't have that sort of persona. Odell's got the, everybody knows Odell and 59 for Odell is living off that, not living off what he did on the field last year. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say he's not going to have a good year. I, I, I think this was a good acquisition. I think he'll have a good year for the Browns, but you know, at some point when people vote in stuff like this, they might come around to the realization of like, you know what? Like Odell was awesome five years ago, but he hasn't quite been that guy. So Mike Evans is going from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady. I'll say Mike Evans is going to be higher a year from now, higher than Odell Beckham. So an an argument you could make though, is uh, maybe Mike Evans benefited a little bit from Jameis because he's always looking downfield. He's very aggressive. Tom Brady might not give him quite as many uh, many deep balls, but you know, draft classmates in, in 2014, I think I'm going to say Mike Evans will end up higher, so I'm going to go lower there. But what about Amari Cooper, who you know his quarterback is betting on himself. Uh, Dallas has high expectations and Mike McCarthy's offense. Amari Cooper came in at 49 this year, 10 spots ahead of Odell Beckham. Uh, the Browns maybe could have given up a first round pick to get Amari Cooper a few years ago. They didn't do it. They end up giving up a first to get Odell Beckham the next off season. So uh, is he higher or lower than Amari Cooper? Well, I have to say higher because <laughs> <laughs> I already said he was going to be higher than uh, yeah. the Mike, but um it should be noted also that even though Jameis Winston threw a lot of interceptions, most in the NFL last year, he also threw a ton of touchdown passes. He was up there in the thirties, like 33 or something like that. So he did have a lot of touchdown production and I don't know how many Mike caught, but he was on the receiving end of a lot of those. Um, But so I'm going to go higher than Amari. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I just think it could be a good year for Odell. Yeah, I mean, both those Bucks receivers put up big numbers last year because they were losing and they were chucking stuff down the field, right, with their crazy quarterback who, right, was boom or bust. Um, I, I'll say Odell gets past Amari a little bit. Again, I, I just think I really like Mike Evans. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. Uh, there's no reason to not believe in Odell, but I also don't know that you can sort of blindly be assured that he's going to have a great year. Given, given what I said before and given what his last three years have been like. And yes, you can look at all the things that went wrong with that offense last year, but Odell, Odell played a part in that for sure. Um, so he's got to be better. So can he get, can he jump a couple spots of Amari Cooper though? Yes. I'll say Odell Beckham will be higher than Amari Cooper a year from now. Uh, this is another one that, that kind of puts you in a, a weird spot, Mary Kay, because you said uh, Odell would be above Mike Evans, but Jarvis Landry higher or lower than Odell Beckham at this time next year? Ooh, that, that's a good one. Um, you know what? Jarvis always comes through. He's, he's underrated. I, you know, I think I'm going to put him – I think I have to put him higher than, than Odell. Uh, I, I just think that he always gets his production. He, you know, he's always out there. He always delivers. And Baker has a comfort level with him. So I think I've got to, I think I've got to put him higher than Odell. I probably did put Odell a little too high. If I think that Jarvis is going to go higher than 30. 
That's okay. We're, we're just kind of making this up on the fly <laughs> as we go here. And by the way, just to be clear, we're not saying like, you know, if a guy's at 30 this year and we say somebody's going to be ahead of him next year, you know, there could be some aggression. There could be, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be higher than 30 next year. It just means we think he's going to have right. a better year. Higher than the player. Okay. That's, so, that's, so it's a little that's complicated, kind of but uh, that, that's, that's one way to kind of think about it. Um, right. Doug, I, I think Jarvis – I think because of the reputation, if Odell has a thousand yards again and, and has some production and stays healthy, I think it's just hard to put Jarvis ahead of him. So I'm going to say Jarvis will remain lower than Odell, but I, I still kind of feel like Jarvis is more important to the Browns offense just because of how Baker relies on him and, and all the different things he can do in this offense. But I think at this time next year, he would still stay behind Odell. It's a fascinating discussion. It's just like what adjective you want to use in describing these two guys. I think, I don't know that I, I think I probably would agree Jarvis is more important, but I probably might say Odell's more irreplaceable, right? That if you, if you lose Jarvis Landry, I think there's a better chance of finding a guy like him than there is of finding a guy like Odell. And tell me if this perception is right or wrong. Odell Beckham perceived as having a down year last year. Is that correct? Is that right? Yeah. You guys would agree with that? Jarvis yeah. Landry perceived as having a a pretty good year, a pretty solid year. How would you say – would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, some of his numbers were – especially his yardage, his totals were uh, were some of the best of his career. So just – so given that Odell viewed as down, Jarvis viewed as pretty good, Jarvis had 1,174 receiving yards, Odell had 1,035. So Jarvis had 140 more yards – he was viewed as having a good year. Odell was viewed as having a down year. Now, I know it's more than yardage, but they also had basically the same number of targets. And their yards per attempt were basically, the, you know, yards per catch were basically the same. So anyway, my point is, I think this is, close as, is as close as Jarvis and Odell could get. Jarvis almost caught Odell this year. To me, a year from now, you know, uh, I don't know that they would have, I don't see a world where Jarvis would have like a really, really, really good year, even better than this year. And Odell would have like a bad year. To me, they're either both going to be pretty good or both going to be pretty mediocre. So I'll say a year from now, and I keep forgetting, is it lower? A year from now, <laughs> Odell Beckham will still be higher than Jarvis Landry. Is that, is that right, Bob yes. slash Drew slash Dan Lobby, whoever the Price is Right is host now? You know, again, we're we're just playing fast and loose with with the rules and and how we're how we're doing this. So yeah, sure, it, it was right. You know what I, I think is interesting before we we take a break here, and and it kind of strikes me with this conversation specifically is we're talking about this list, um, you know, from players, and I think the three of us, you know, especially Mary Canna, are really talking about it as like how we view it from covering the Browns. You know, Doug, I think you've done a little better job of us than maybe separating that out a little bit but I think the three of us really as a whole are kind of looking at it as like with the Jarvis discussion I might make the case that Jarvis is more important to the Browns than Odell Beckham in this offense but I don't think a player in I don't think a, a player for the Rams is going to make that case I think he's going to look at numbers or he's just going to decide you know what I think Odell Beckham's better and and he's going to vote that and I don't think he's going to he's going to take a real nuanced look at who is uh who's more important to an offense or how a guy's used or how a guy fits in a scheme, things like that. I, I think a lot of these players are probably just casting their votes based on what they know statistically and, and kind of what they think of a guy. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a popularity contest in, in some regards, and that's why I think it would always be hard for uh, Jarvis to surpass, to surpass Odell. Um, but I think this list this year shows that, uh, you know, people just wrote off the Browns from last year. Like, they were mad. I mean, <laughs> they were so excited about the Cleveland Browns, and I think they were just like, you know what? Screw the Browns. You know, they, they didn't live up to what we thought they were going to be, so forget it. We're just going to disrespect them in every way possible. Although, I mean, what are there, five five Browns in the top 100? Jarvis, Odell, Chubb, Miles, four? I mean, aren't we in a world where, like, five years ago, it was like, oh, Joe Thomas got in the top 100. <laughs> the Browns have one top 100 player. Like, the idea that we have multiple players to debate about the Browns being in the top 100 still kind of blows my mind a little bit. But I, I don't disagree with what you said, Mary Kay. But it's also like, yeah, they have a lot of good players. Yeah, yeah, but 80, you know, 80 miles, we haven't gotten him yet. But, you know, that just seems low. I mean, I don't know. Just some of them, even Nick, you know, that, that just Nick's ranking seemed a little bit low to me. Uh, I just think that people are really, uh, you know, just still kind of uh, taken aback from, from last year and what happened. All right. Well, Mary Kay, you teased it. We're going to get to it after I tell everybody about Football Insider Miles Garrett at number 80. I think we're going to have some opinions on this one. Time for me to tell you all about Football Insider, our tech subscription service where me, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko text you with the latest on the Browns news, analysis, what we're thinking, and more. You can text us back and we respond directly to you cutting through the clutter of social media. You also get opportunities to get involved in this podcast and participate in roundtables and other events for our subscribers. It's like a little club and you want to get involved with this club. You even get a newsletter every day. It's got exclusive content you either won't see on cleveland.com or you'll see before anyone else. You know what though? Don't let me tell you about it. How about if you hear from some of our subscribers as to why they love Football Insider? I, I don't know why any Browns fan would not want to have this. It's great. There's something every day. I mean, it's really, really keep, keeps me in touch with the uh, the Browns. The daily newsletter that y'all put out there, I, I really like that. It's got a lot of links, a lot of different read-ups. I, I mean, just, you know, you get a lot of content. That's why I like it. If I'm at work or something, I need a quick break, I can hit that up and say, oh, and in a minute I can read uh, what you wrote and, uh, you know, see maybe that there's further information in, you know, one of your other articles or something like that. I get excited when I see, you know, my little text messages pop up. <laughs> so if you want to join us, you can start a 14-day free trial by going to cleveland.com slash browns and clicking on the box on the right side of the page. It's $3.99 per month after the trial. Or even easier, since it is a text service, pick up your phone and text 216-208-3965 to get signed up. Again, to start your 14-day free trial, text 216-208-3965. Now back to our show. Dan Lobby with Doug Maurice and Mary Kay Cabot. Let's talk about Miles Garrett, number 80 on this list. Now, I don't like to get worked up over lists. I don't like, you know, these, they are what they are, right? But when I saw Miles Garrett was number 80, I mean, I know you had the, the helmet hit of Mason Rudolph. Still, are there really 79 guys in the NFL who are better than Miles Garrett? Even if you think that he's still got, a ways to go is to become, you know, the best defensive player in the NFL, become the best pass rusher in the NFL, even if you think there's still some, some room for growth there. I, I don't know that there's 79 players. There's definitely not 79 I would pick if I were starting a team. Uh, I don't know if there's 79 guys better than Miles Garrett. So before we get to the higher or lower, 
I, I guess what, what what were your initial thoughts when you saw Garrett at 80? Well, initially I thought that was way too low. And when I look at the uh, the two first round picks, the two number one overall picks in the NFL from 2017 and 2018, and you've got one that's not even on the list, and then the other one that's at number 80, you know, that's really not how it's supposed to go. I thought that uh, I thought that 80 was too low for Miles. I think people sort of forgot about him uh, after he was gone uh, those last six games. I think he belonged right up there with some of the other really good pass rushers uh, that we'll talk about on this list. I just, that was my initial thought. I wouldn't want to be the person to tell Miles Garrett that there are 79 players in the NFL better than him. I will say, and having covered again, we kind of referenced, I think, early on, both Bosa brothers, who I watched play every snap in college, are both quite a bit higher than Miles. I do think Nick Bosa as a rookie is in the teens, right, Dan? is He's 14 or 17 or something? He is, he's 17, higher than his brother. So after one year, the players decided that Nick Bosa is the 17th best player in the NFL. Nick Bosa made his team better immediately. You could feel Nick Bosa's impact on games on a regular basis, snap after snap. I do think at times you have not felt Miles Garrett's presence snap after snap after snap to that Nick Bosa level. I thought that at times watching it last year, I thought it watching the Browns Niners last year that I, I almost like, man, you'd like to see just a, a smidge more of what Bosa's bringing to the Niners with what Miles is bringing to the Browns. Now, 80's too low, but I think there's something a little more that Miles can do. You can't dispute his big plays when he makes them happen. You can't dispute his talent. You can't dispute his work ethic. But the every down influence on a game, I, I think that's why he's 80. Yeah, and, and that's something that, that we've talked about as part of our 20 questions, you know, kind of how much better can, can Miles Garrett be? And I think that's sort of, if you take an honest look at what we've seen, that, that's the next step, right? Become that guy that when, when you watch the Rams, you know, most of the time you see 99, right? You see Aaron Donald. Even if he's not racking up numbers, you see 99. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll just be casually watching and on your TV screen there's 99 plowing through the line. And Miles is close to that, but but that's really the next big step for him, especially now that he's, I guess, the second highest paid player in the NFL. He lasted about two weeks as the highest paid, I should say defensive player, as the highest paid defensive player uh, in the league. But, uh, Doug, you threw out Nick Bosa. So let's talk both Bosa brothers. Uh, Joey surpassed him as far as money is concerned uh, the night before we're recording this. Uh, Nick is number 17 on this list. Doug, let's start with you on this one. Is, uh, is Miles Garrett at this time next year ahead or behind, higher or lower than both Bosa brothers, one Bosa brother? Is he behind both of them? Where is he? I'll say that Miles Garrett a year from now is ahead of Joey Bosa and behind Nick Bosa. I think the fact that Nick Bosa got to the Super Bowl as a rookie, that he's this high after one year, Again, I don't think he's going anywhere. Joey had that holdout early in his career with the Chargers. Um, got a little bit of a slow start to his career. Obviously, he just got paid. But the Chargers are not – I mean, nobody – you know, the Chargers are in L.A. Nobody cares that they're in L.A. Uh, I think that factors in. Um, but I think Nick Bosa is going to live off – I helped 
drag my team to a Super Bowl as a rookie for a little bit here. I don't think that's going to go away. So, um, you know, until Miles Garrett gets to a Super Bowl, and that's not the only defining thing, but again, on a list like this, until Miles Garrett gets to the Super Bowl, Nick Bose is going to have that over him. So I'll say Miles Garrett's ahead of Joey behind Nick. Mary Kay? You know, I, I think another thing to look at here is when, when you look at what Nick Bosa has around him, I think that there is just more talent on that 49ers defense. I think that Miles just doesn't have a lot of stars around him. So he's got to be the guy on, on this defense. And I think that uh, it's going to be hard for him again this year to shake off some of those double teams. I think that's going to happen to him again. Uh, when we did our 20 questions and I, I really analyzed the numbers, I was not as impressed with those 10 sacks in 10 games as I was when you would just think, okay, a sack a game, 10 sacks, 10 games. That would have been 16 and one of the best pass, rusher, pass rushers in the NFL. Those first five sacks, you know, they, you know, you can chip, you, you can poke some holes in those. The first one was against a backup left tackle for the Titans. Taylor Lewan was out. Uh, the, the second game, uh, he knocked out Trevor Simeon out of the game on two illegal hits, the second of two illegal hits. And then he sacked the practice squad guy who had just gotten called up two times. So five sacks in those first two games. And then, you know, he kind of hit a little bit of a, a dry spell. It was five more in the next eight games. And he was in a little bit of a slump when he should have been getting stronger uh, in games, you know, seven, eight, nine, or eight, nine, ten, whatever. He went sackless in his last three games of the season last year. So he needs to step it up in a big way. Uh, you know, he needs to, to prove that he's worth that contract. He needs to prove that he's worth his, his lofty, lofty draft status. I think Joey Bosa is going to want to – uh, you know, prove to the world that he does deserve to be the highest paid defender in the NFL right now. I say Miles finishes below both of them. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm going to go a different way. I think Miles is going to have a huge year this year. I think, I think this is the year when we kind of see Miles unleashed. I, I think he, you know, everything that happened last year, uh, I I don't know if I'd call it a revenge tour. Miles doesn't strike me as a revenge tour type of guy. Uh, but I think he's poised to have a, an enormous year this year. And I think this time next year, we're talking about Miles Garrett, finally, as one of the best pass rushers in football, one of the best defensive players in football. He lives up to that contract. And maybe we already talked about him as one of the best defensive players in football. We, we just want to see more. I, I think he's ahead of both. I think we're looking at Miles Garrett as one of the best pass rushers in football next year. I think we're saying, all right, he did it. He, he made that leap. He took that step. You know, he got paid. Uh, he spent an offseason stewing over that six-game suspension, and he comes out just hair on fire and, and has a, a gigantic year. And I think he's a guy that isn't really affected by the coaching change, by the scheme change. His job is to rush the passer. And I think he takes that – I think he makes that leap this year. So I'm going to say higher. I think he passes both bosses this year. Wow. That's a hot take, Dan. <laughs> so just that's about as hot of, as my takes get. <laughs> I was trying to think of, uh, when you said a revenge tour, I was thinking of that as a dinosaur, like a raptor, like a revenge tour. Like if Miles could like draw <laughs> a dinosaur and name it a revenge tour and then wear that shirt, he would do that. <laughs> can, we, can we at least all agree that he's going to be higher than TJ Watt? TJ Watt's ahead of his brother. 
I know JJ's been been had some injury problems, right? I mean, I can't believe how good TJ Watt is. I watched TJ Watt at Wisconsin. I did not think he was going to be this. That's another. I mean, here's the thing, right? We are just laying out a year ago all the Browns, <laughs> and I know you guys, everyone's talking about this. We're talking about how great they were going to be. We're just laying out disrespect piled on disrespect. If anybody <laughs> needs motivation, you can have ten people. Miles, look, here's ten guys better than you. What's wrong with you? Odell, look, here's 10 guys better than you. What's wrong with you? They have so much motivation, it's nuts. Well, I think the thing that he's going to have to do, and I've been saying this over and over again, is he's got to force more turnovers. He's got to, he's got to have more disruptions, more big plays, where you're making it impossible for the opposing quarterback to do his job the way that Nick did with Baker Mayfield. His second year, right, the opener with the Steelers with the tie, right? Mm-hmm. Miles Garrett turned a loss into a tie right. and a chance to by himself. If he's not there, if some other really good player, but not Miles Garrett is playing defensive end in that game, the Browns lose. He made a difference by himself in a game. Right. And it was like, Holy moly, here we go. And I don't know how often have we seen that since then. Yeah. I mean, you need to see that six times a year. You need to see that game out of him six times a season. That, that game is the Miles Garrett kind of microcosm, right? Like the best of Miles Garrett, because I, you know, I always point to that game too. But also, let's not forget in overtime, he had that late hit on Joe Schobert's fumble return and took him out of field goal range. Uh, so that's, that's sort of the, uh, the best of Miles Garrett and, and kind of the, the worst of Miles Garrett all in one. But that was definitely a, a game where he, he impacted it. Listen, my only thing about TJ Watt is he's got nine career sacks against the Browns. If he never played the Browns, are we talking about him the same way? I don't know. I think Miles can be better than T.J. Watt. I think T.J. Watt has been really good, but I think he, I think he could be better than, uh, than T.J. Watt, right? We shall see. <laughs> that's a lot All of right. sacks against one team. That's, uh, that, that, that's the last thing I have on my list, but I'll throw this out there, and you can't say Baker Mayfield to this. Uh, is there a guy – that will be on this list next year for the Browns that is not on it this year, not named Baker Mayfield. Cause Austin, I think Baker's kind of the easy one. Austin Hooper. It's mm, a good one. Austin Hooper. Denzel Ward. That was mine. That was mine. Yeah. It was a little- but multiple candidates. It's not, I mean, uh, you could say, uh, I mean, if you say, if someone said Olivier Vernon, if someone said Jack Conklin, if so, I mean, Joel Batonio, Joel Batonio might, might actually be one of the hundred best players in the NFL. Just these, here's the thing, by the way, the players of course get to make a list. It's their brains and bodies on the line every week. They get to make their own list. These guys aren't GMs. I mean, come on, this is not, come on. I mean, people, I know people give sports writers, we get to vote on lists all the time. And sometimes we're not the sharpest knives in the drawer either, but this is not the actual top 100 players. So you got to, as we've discussed many times during this. Who would be the best? Let's see if we were going to put together and compile an accurate top 100 NFL player list. Who should be voting on that list? Like pro scouting directors for each team or something, right? Even the GM, right? I mean, Mary Kay, you know, he's got a lot, but the guys who are just like watching film of opponents every day for 365 days a year. Yeah, I I think I would give it to coaches. Coaches and uh, and scouts. Some coaches and some scouts. I'd almost, want, I'd almost want to say I'd want to get all the defensive coordinators in a room and have them vote on the offensive guys. 
mm-hmm. and then have all the offensive coordinators in the room and vote on the defensive guys. Because what, what they're thinking is like, you know, maybe there's, there's a, a defensive coordinator who really thinks like, hey, we, when Joel Batonio gets out as a, as a polling guard, we got to really deal with that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that maybe a lot of people wouldn't think about. I don't know. I, I, I would like to hear maybe from coordinators and, and head coaches. I think that would be podcast fun. hosts, podcast hosts. <laughs> they do the best. Combination of the above. We can make lists every day if, if we want to. <laughs> We can, we can just do a list podcast, its own its own feed. All right, that'll do it for this edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Again, I told you how to subscribe to Football Insider a little bit earlier. Head to cleveland.com slash browns to check that out and make sure you're subscribed. Give us ratings. Give us reviews. Be nice to Doug when you leave us reviews. Give us five-star reviews and be nice to Doug. I, I am an acquired taste, so when <laughs> I only drop in every now and then, I, believe me, when I have people rip me in reviews, I know why. There's no doubt in my mind why they did it. So if you don't like me, that's fine. All right. Well, if you're going to rip Doug, leave it in a five-star review, at least. <laughs> yeah, don't drag Mary Kay and Dan and Scott down because of me. That's not fair. <laughs> all right. And of course, we're here every day, so uh, make sure you are subscribed in, uh, in all of those places. For Mary Kay and Doug, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening.